another episode of Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank Carcurry. And you might as well call us a Cody Parkey field goal because we're a pair of doinks. Wow. Hey, it was tipped, okay? It was blocked, and kudos to the Philadelphia Eagles player for blocking that. Not kudos to the stupid fans in Chicago that are giving death threats to a professional kicker because their favorite football team lost a football game. But it was the playoffs, and he should have made it. And he's the reason they lost. Not because their offense couldn't get in the end zone. Not because their defense, their very vaunted defense, allowed a touchdown within the last two minutes. No. None of that's the reason. Not the right guard. None of that's the reason they lost. It was their kicker. Not the right guard. Who scored nine of their 15 points. Yeah, and not the guy who uh, let the guy through to get it blocked. Yeah. No, it's strictly Cody Parkey's fault. It's all his fault. It is all his fault. Look, I know that I'm not talking to the majority of fans, but sometimes people freaking disgust me with this stuff. I mean, to give death That's threats how, it's, it's, to a It's nothing new, though. Person. No, I know. I'm just That's, stating the fact that it, it disgusts was, me. It's, it's disgusting, yes. It's nothing new, and it happens all the time. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can really do about no. it. And that's why y'all disgust me when that happens. I'm just hoping nothing actually happens because Mm-mm. us Bills fans can't really say much more because we had one a-hole go ahead and light someone's yard on fire. Yeah. For fumbling a kickoff in a regular season game. Yep. So we don't really get much of a pass. But I will say this. If you're ever that kind of person that goes ahead and sends something like that, and you're on my feed and I know it, I know about it, I'm calling you out. The only There's per- my threat. The only people who would like actually attempt to do something are ones who probably lost a lot of money on that game. Don't matter. I'm saying is it doesn't matter, absolutely, but I'm saying is Somebody who would do something, like the person who lit Leotus McKelvin's yard on fire. I should be allowed to kick him in the gonads without an assault charge. Yes, but he probably also he probably also did it because that fumble probably cost him a lot of money. I don't care the motive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes, but I'm saying that's probably the those are the fans who lose money on games are the ones who would do something about who would do something like that. Well. I still don't care. I know you're trying to justify these means as like, like the motives why people are so crappy, and for me it does. It's just, oh, I don't. Like, I'm you're not, not justifying. It. You're I'm trying just, to rationalize. I'm like trying what's to going give on. a reason as to why they would do something like that. And I'm saying it, save your oxygen. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter. I should yeah. be allowed to kick you in the testicles. I think so. It's not me. Don't oh, no, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm not talking you personally, <laughs> though. That is a great idea to no, kick you. No, it's not a great goals. idea. But listen, we play. Actually, we play step better. We play in a hockey game step tonight. Step better. Okay? Everyone that threatened Cody Parkey should be allowed to get kicked in the testicles by Ooh. Cody Parkey. Ooh. Can now? I think Parkey would take great pleasure in all of that revenge. Yeah. 
because he did his job right. That ball was going to sit <laughs> that ball was going through mm-hmm. except it was redirected. It's tipped. It was redirected like into two posts. Yeah. It's like the same people that like, threaten Nathan Peterman for being terrible. Like or the same people who threaten Maxime Comtois. Yeah, that's a, and that was a kid. And that's an that's a 19-year-old. Look, I'm sorry to the people that threaten players or athletes. I'm sorry your life sucks enough that you have to go ahead and do that. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Oof, there you go. Frank's not sorry. And I was only saying that just to be nice. You suck. You're the lowest of the low. Go find something the, better The to only do. thing that could be lower than you people is my prediction record. Ooh. That's it. I'm not finding anything else. My biggest fear right now, when it comes to these kind of when it comes to these kind of issues, my biggest fear as a sports fan is that somebody will take it further. Like we had the like we mentioned earlier, we had the fan who lit Leotis McKelvin's yard on fire. I remember back in the nineties, I think it was the nineties. Um, there's a story about a I, you probably know where I'm going at with this. A soccer player. I mean, what scored an old in the '90s? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, there's a soccer player. I can't I think it was Colombia. I think it was in the World Cup. Scored an own goal. Mm-hmm. Tried to redirect a pass, and it went yeah. into his own net, and the team ended up losing the game. And that dude got killed for it. He lost his life. He's not living anymore. And those people deserve to rot in hell. Yeah. I'm just worried that that might happen. So, All right. So I'm going to try to attempt to turn this back into a positive. All right. We're, let's go back to positive. It, because yeah. people no suck. No more negativity. People suck. Yeah. And again, the only thing that's lower than your livelihood is my predictions record. Because I went one and three. Don't worry. I went one and three, too. So so we all is, the same. We had the same ones. Ugh. That means Geary went one and three. Oh, really? Because he and I had the same picks on Sports Talk Saturday. Lockstep. We also we all had the same. Indy, which we got right. And yeah, we started great. Baltimore, Seattle, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, we started great. Indy took t- took the Texans to the tool shed. Yeah, they did. Oh my God, the Colts are for real. Yeah, they to are. be one in five at one point in the season and be able to do this to the team that beat you for the division crown. Oof. The Colts might actually have a legitimate case for the Super Bowl if they keep playing like this. I think so. They get to take on the Chiefs next, which I will never put anything past Kansas City in terms of choking. This is true. Same here. (laughs) Let's be real. And New England gets the Chargers. The Chargers. I mean, man, Lamar Jackson had a rough one. I wanted to believe, and yeah. unfortunately, the Chargers' defense was too much for him. And that's going to happen. I mean, rookies put up duds in the playoffs. It's what happens. Like, that's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Lamar's suddenly a bust or that Joe Flacco would have done better. Joe Flacco wouldn't have been able to escape the pocket 
Lamar Jackson would have. If they that's something I was gonna ask. I was gonna. If you they would have subbed, there was the talk. That's something I was gonna ask you too. There's the talk of they should bench Lamar and put it in Flacco. You know who said that that would not have been a good idea? Joe Flacco. Yeah, he did. Flacco was like, no, don't even go there, because. That's not right to even say something along those lines. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, good for you, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that, like, he knows that his job is done in Baltimore. Yeah. And that he's, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But, man, did he take the high road on that one. He said, he's just like, don't even try to have that conversation. He knew Lamar was playing better. He knew Lamar was playing better. And he also probably knew that that Los Angeles pass rush would have decked him to the point where Jackson would have had to come back in anyway. Yeah. Flacco would have been turned into a bloody paste. And then the NFC. Because, of course, the Cowboys had to have the Seahawks lose their kicker to injury mid-game. I don't know why every time we pick against Dallas, they win. Not every time. Most of the time. A large portion of the time because they happen to have a winning record. Large portion of the time. Because most times when they actually lose, it's because one of us picks them, i.e. usually me, because you never pick them. Yeah. So, of course, Dallas <laughs> gets the good fortune of, oh, hey, Sebastian Janikowski's done for the game. So not only do you not have to worry about Seattle kicking field goals or even extra points, now you get better field position because kickoffs are not going to be the same Dallas either. was the only home team to win over the weekend. Because, of course, they were. Yeah. Now they get to go to Los Angeles. Which, by the way, how like how stupid were their fans looking? <laughs> they open the doors to the stadium and everyone's racing in like it's a Black Friday special. <laughs> Look, man, I'm speaking on this because I'm a Bills fan and I don't get home playoff games because Tom Brady exists. But y'all got to calm down. Bills fans aren't running to their seats. Mostly because they're staggering because... Yeah, they're not, they're not running because... They've consumed They're some staggering. wobbly pops. Yeah. And are enjoying the moment. Yeah. I'm not running into the stadium like a pack of gazelles running from a lion. <laughs> like, I'm good on that front. I don't need to. You're supposed to be there to enjoy the game, not stress out about who gets in their seat first. Yeah. Also, you have designated seats. What's the rush? Right? It's not like a concert where, you know, if you want to get up to the front of the stage, you actually have to run up there. Yeah, really. No, you have designated seats. Like, what What? What are you guys doing? I don't get it. It's kind of dumb. The more I'm talking about it, the more stupid it seems. <laughs> it's almost as if it's Dallas stupid. fans are nonsensical. It's almost as if they're stupid. I mean, let's be real fandom does show the worst in some people yeah as we had just very much mentioned Mm -hmm. and then there's the sillier side of it where people are running to their designated seats that they paid a lot of money for and i don't care that you paid a lot of money for it i mean if you want to check out a playoff game that's an experience of a lifetime go for it yeah but yo do it on your own pace you don't need to run yeah (laughs) but i gotta get to my seat first get you know no you know what? I, I got to get to my assigned seat first, okay? Okay, yes, but you want to know the first thing I do whenever I go to a game? I get food. So those people better have been running for the concessions first. Maybe they were. I doubt it. 
Maybe they're running in the bathroom. What, because they were waiting so long outside? <laughs> Maybe they were doing a lot of drinking. Just wanted to get a quick tinkle in <laughs> before the game started. And then get some food. I'm not sure and how maybe get more beer. going on here. I'm not sure if I'm trying to process that we're arguing about what <laughs> idiot fans are doing or the fact that you said the words, and I quote, quick tinkle, unquote. I mean, I'm not sure I what to do with this. I can say something else, but I don't. I'm not sure what to do with this. I can say something else, but I know I you can, but it, I'm just trying to process the fact that you said those words. Yeah, I know. And it's still taking me a while trying to go, to, what you know, am, how do I react to this? a little, you know, PG. Well, I get that. But those were the words that you used, and I'm still yes. trying to figure out how to react properly. I guess sarcastically ranting about it is the way I reacted. Yeah. That's your reaction. It's a good one. <laughs> but Dallas gets to go now to face the Rams. Yes. Philly plays New Orleans. Philly plays New Orleans. Rematch. Great. Of That should go really well. What was it? Rematch of the pasting. Yeah. That New Orleans gave them. <clears throat> yep. Great. Awesome. I know I don't need to watch Sunday night's game. <laughs> and then there's the Chargers. You are our only hope, Chargers. Yep. At the current moment, until the next team. Yep. Philip Rivers is 0-7 in his career against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. I think I said that. I think I saw that that was in the postseason. Both of them are old enough that they could have faced each other seven times. But that's not good. The only reason I saw that stat was because I saw a tweet from uh, everyone's friend Del Reed, mm-hmm. where he says, "Does that mean that he's due?" <laughs> it might. If it's his year, it's the Chargers, though. It is the Chargers. So can we really trust them? Uh, no. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Frank saw the stat. No, just when you said can we really trust them? Oh, right. Yeah, even more so. I would I think by the way when it's 0 and 7, I think it's overall. Yikes. Because Rivers has only been in the playoffs 5 times. Okay then. That makes it worse. Yeah. Including a 13 and 3 team that should have went to the Super Bowl when they had LT. They went 14-2 one year as well. Yeah. They had some really good teams, and guess what? Yeah. They've never made it to the conference championship. Wait. No, the one that they lost in New England was a conference championship, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not fact-checking. All I know is this. They haven't made the Super Bowl. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure how much I can trust the Chargers right now. I might trust the Colts more than I would trust the Chargers. My rankings might go Colts. Never been to the conference championship. With Phil Rivers. Yep. Wow. So that means I would rather trust the Colts than the Chiefs than the Chargers against the Patriots. He's 0-2 in the playoffs against Brady. Awesome. Because the one year they went 14-2, and mm-hmm. they lost in the divisional to New England. Yep. And then the next year... They lost in the divisional to New England. Man, and they faced and off the un- with in the divisional against New England. Yep. Oh, boy. I'm so stoked to see the Patriots go ahead and waltz their way to another AFC championship game. 
Can you tell the excitement in my voice? Yay. Yay. I'm super excited. Woohoo. I'm hype. Get lit, fam. The Patriots. They haven't been, they haven't been to the conference championship since 94 when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Niners. Yeah, we have to trust that team right now. Yeah. I'm waiting for next week. Okay. Same. Awesome. So we're both – so when we – Should we just basically get these out of the way now? Sure. Seeing as how we went one for three? Sure. So and New we England's kind, And we kind of briefly just previewed each of these games. And we kind of already just said briefly. New England's going to win. Yep. And New Orleans is going to go ahead and stomp Philly again. I don't think they're going to stomp them. I think the game is going to be a lot closer. Yes, because last time it worked so much better for Philadelphia, even though they had the superior quarterback in the last time that they had the match between these two teams. Nick Foles is not that good, people. I thought Trubitsky was better last night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm talking about, by the way, Carson Wentz. Yeah. They got their stuff kicked in with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I think, but I, I think too Philly's going to prepare better because now they know what they're coming going into with New Orleans. They've already played them. I get that, but New Orleans is too good. I think so too. I think New Orleans is going to win, but I think the game's going to be closer. Like I could see the game being thirty-one twenty-seven. I could see the game being thirty-one two-seven. Sure, because that's just how good. I, so they I don't are. think New Orleans defense is as good, even though. Seven points against Wentz. Was that what it was last time? Yeah. Okay. So I was just guessing thirty-one to seven because that's just because you said something about thirty-one to twenty-seven. Yeah. I, I didn't know. know Philadelphia scored a touchdown against New Orleans, and it was only like, a touchdown. It was like I think that the regular season game was like forty-one-seven. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think I. I just I can't see it being that again. Or like, I think the game's gonna be just a lot closer. Ram, are we both gonna pick the Rams, and then watch Dallas win? Because I mean, of course that happens. Because of course it's the Rams who aren't necessarily healthy. Yeah. Why does Dallas have to keep getting things? I don't know. But I will say. I'm going to try to go ahead and jinx them. I'm going to use my 1-3 record to try to go for powers of good. I picked the Patriots, and I'm picking the Cowboys. Okay. One of them has to go down, right? Hopefully. Let's pray. Watch I go 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> Well, who are you picking in uh, Indy, Kansas City? That's the Well, what are you picking in That's Rams the in Dallas? I'm going to go Rams. Okay. This one is probably going to be the most exciting game. Oh, yeah. You've got the over versus the Colts, who are a very good offense. And the hottest team right now. And the hottest team right now. I'm going to stick to my convictions, and I'm picking the one seed here. Okay. The Chiefs. By the way, I'm only picking Dallas to solely spite them. Oh, yeah. Because my original predictions are that the one and two seeds will make the conference championship game for each side. But I'm picking Dallas only to spite them. Okay. And I'm picking the Chiefs because I think that they'll be able to hold up. 
I'm going no, Indy is going to be very interesting. I'm going Indy. I think they go in and win. I could see it. It may very well happen. This Pat Mahomes' first game in the playoffs. He got a bye, which is good for him. It gives him another week to prepare. But Indy is the hottest team in the league right now. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. And their offense can go shot And shot. Houston has a good defense, and Indy put up 21 on them. I'm surprised they only put up 21 on them. Yeah. Because that came quick. Kansas City. They coasted the rest of the game. Kansas City does not have a good defense. Indy can put more up. It, this is going to be a matter the of Texans. this is going to be a matter of, a matter of who outduels who Mahomes or Luck. My big thing is this. Yes, Houston has a good offense, for example, mm-hmm. but Kansas City's is on another level. That's why I say it's going to be a matter of who outduels. It might just who. be a matter of who has the ball last, kind of like how the Chiefs and Ravens be, game went in the could regular be that season way too. Yeah. Or pretty much any Chiefs game has gone this season. This has potential to be, like, 42-40. And guess what? The Chiefs thrive on that. I, but I, but they've, gotten I the best, Indy, they've got the best record in the SC for a reason. They do. Because they survive track meets. Yeah, they that's do. Because that's what they've had to do all year. They do, yeah. And this will be no different. But now you got to go up against Andrew Luck. I don't think Cannot that. Doubt I, don't think, him. I don't think that part matters. Name a quarterback, and they're going to put up some numbers on the Kansas City defense. Can Pat Mahomes do it against Indy's defense? Absolutely. So guess what this means? I'm picking the team that has done it more times than not this season in this scenario, which has been literally every game for them. Something tells me that Andy Reid's going to do something to mess it up. He might. He usually does. He usually does. Usually usually the Chiefs get some form of a playoff win before they go ahead and choke it all away, right? No. That's right. Maybe. Like, they had that one year where they won a wild card game, I think. Yep. And then they went to New England. Yeah. Um, Like, last year they blew it against Tennessee. They did. Oh, man, they did. But – I think that the choke job doesn't come yet. I think they get one in. Okay. Before then undeniably choking against the Patriots and we get a Patriots Super Bowl. Yay. Yay. They play Dallas. No one's going to watch that. If they play Dallas. I'm not watching it. Uh, Legit, I may not watch that game. No, I know. If New England plays Dallas in the Super Bowl, I volunteer Mm -hmm. to do something inanely stupid so that people can watch that instead. Go on. I have no idea what it is yet. Okay, we'll figure it out. It can range from trying to go down a quarter pipe to playing Tecmo football and streaming it to... Something else stupid. I don't know. Things that can cause physical harm. Video games that replace the actual game. Something. Anything. Other than New England, Dallas. Where I would actually have to go ahead and not cheer for the Patriots to lose. My hatred for Dallas knows no bounds. 
I was and Brady say, could possibly retire. There's two ends of that. That it, like if it was New England and Dallas, I would actually go ahead and say I, was I would rather choose say the Patriots he wants, here. I got. <laughs> and this is coming from the guy who last year literally wrote an article for WGR550.com that had things that I would rather do than cheer for the Patriots, including eating Tide Pods and stepping on Legos. <laughs> you did. And if Dallas ends up in the Super Bowl, guess what article is coming back? (laughs) Except it's against the Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because I remember Joe DiBiase, he wrote an article saying that it's okay to root for the Patriots. Well, guess what? If it's New England Dallas, it is absolutely okay to root for the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) You better bet your ass. Yeah. And then that response article will be, Things I would rather do than cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they will. That happens. We'll figure something out that you have to do. Because Boston New, fans... If it's New England-Dallas, we're going to figure something out. If, if it's New England-Dallas, I think I'm just going to... I don't know. I'll kick myself in the gonads. I was going to say... Get body checked I don't care. on the ice. I don't care what. I don't care what. A saber. No, it's just it's got to be something during the Super Bowl, so I don't have to watch it. Yeah, that means it's got to be a long and detailed event, or something that can knock me out. Getting body checked on the ice. Fine, you talk to Sabres PR and get that together <laughs> because I'm not doing that. And if can you get, and if we... you impressively get it together, fine, I'll take the hit. <laughs> get uh, wrist the line in. Bristol smash you. You have to get the worst of it. <laughs> yes. For me. Yes. Hey, at least it's a Bristol body check and not and not a slap shot. True. You see what he did at the skills <laughs> yesterday? You want to take a 107 mile an hour slap shot? No. Good. No. Good. No. Even with goal equipment on? No. Yeah. No. Exactly. Why do you people do this? <laughs> I'll never understand people like you or or Owen like willingly getting in the way of shots for or even people that block shots. Cuz Ilya Brzgalov had said something very funny one time when he was still playing uh that players are jumping in front of the way to block shots mm-hmm. but they don't have goalie equipment. So who's the crazy one now? <laughs> Uh, he's got a point. He's got a point. He's got a great he? point. He's got a great point. He, listen, dealing with he was an all right. He was an all right goalie in the NHL, but oh my God, is he? So, he is so smart. You know who else is a great personality though? Linus Olmark. He is. And we so need to protect you now. Yes, we need Let's to protect Linus Olmark at all costs. Yes. Yeah, that that Cody had after the Boston game. I know. I know you tweeted out too. Yes. You're like, protect him at all costs. Protect Linus Allmark because he is fantastic. He is a treasure. Yeah. And, I mean, he came back his first game from uh, dealing with that illness, mm-hmm. and he goes, I don't, I don't need to go into the details of what happened, but uh, let's just say my diet worked. <laughs> like, the man is so candid and, you know, just a great just a great quote and a great, a great dude, it seems. That you need to just protect this man. I know he's going to do well enough to be an NHL goaltender, mm-hmm. and he's showing it time and again. And now Housley's starting to ride him a little bit, and I'm very excited for that. It's nothing he... against Carter Hutton because the Sabres are not giving him goal support. 
but I want to see more Linus Olmark. I want to see more of what he can do. Yeah, same. And if you want to try to get more of an even split on your goaltending share, that means riding Linus Olmark a little bit. Can he do that? Can he take three games in a row for you in starts? So let's, let's see if he starts tomorrow. Yeah, if he starts tomorrow, can he go three starts in a row? Yep. And just and play well. And continue to play well. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, can he go three starts and play well? And I mean, he's like, done well in the last two games. Yeah, and he's done, so done I would it go, twice so far. Yeah, I would go with continue to play well. That man's a treasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I am a I am a huge Linus Olmark fan. Yeah. Not even because of his play. Because Linus Olmark said it best. You can't go ahead and, you know, skip out on... On, on life and being a good person. You can't go out there and be an idiot or, or a numbnuts every day. So, exactly. Protect Linus Allmark at all costs. Protect him, please. And you know what else you need to do? Get some, some freaking scoring. Score some goals. From not the first line. Yeah. Or your defenseman. And we got one of those in the Florida game. Tage Thompson going five-hole on Luongo in finally slaying the weird-shaped Florida Panthers dragon. To have lost seven in a row to Florida. It's just weird. It's weird, but at the same time, every time Florida got within a goal, fans are probably like, oh boy, here we go again with Florida. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I knew for a certainty, even though they would score a goal after it, that they would win when Jeff Skinner scored that second goal of his. You had a feeling that it's like, okay, they're going to hold on. Well, for me it was, all right, number four, third period. They might give up one, but they're not giving up two. Yeah. Like, that was the one that you needed. That was what I, that was, what I was thinking yeah. as well. Like, I'm like, that's the one you needed. You got your two-goal lead back. Because mm-hmm. now, if, in case you mess up somewhere, you have some breathing room. Yeah. And that was huge to get that regulation win. And then you unfortunately followed up with, one of your more uninspiring games, which again happens against Boston, as I continue to roll my eyes at how the Bruins decide to annoy me, and more things from Boston continue to annoy me. And if the Patriots play Dallas, I'm going to have to deal with the annoyance of Boston fans getting another championship. Can you tell I don't like Boston teams? No, go on. I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't go on. But now... Eichel looks like he's coming back. Reinhardt wasn't at practice today. Uh, apparently he's sick. Okay. I'll deal with that. Maybe his diet worked too. I mean, you don't want to be losing a lot of weight and <laughs> dealing with body checks and stuff. So That was a joke. No, I know. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just look. At some point now you need to wor- you need to wonder about something. What can the line combinations look like? Because we saw Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhardt do just fine without yeah. Jack Eichel. Yeah. Which makes you wonder at this point, what do you do? And here are some options. Joe and I had talked about this. Joe brought up a great question about what to do with Casey Middlestat on the nightcap. Mm-hmm. And one of my ideas was just put him with play him on the wing. Mm. On the wing. Because Gergensen's is back and skating Oof. again. Saboka's your yeah. de facto number two center anyway. Rodriguez could be your number three. Gergensen's your four. Or Larson. 
still Larson. And then put Middlestad on the wing with Eichel and see if you can get something from the poor kid right now. With Eichel, too? That's what I'm saying. Mm. Put him on Eichel's wing. You know, Load I'm him not up with Pominville. I'm and not then go that. And then go with Saboka with Skinner and uh, and Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Probably go down Rodriguez. Then go, then go like Rodriguez, Rodriguez with the all-size line of Oposo and Thompson. Or Sherry and Thompson, excuse me. Yeah, And then Oposo can stay on the fourth line because, unfortunately, the man has not done much. Because Thompson still deserves something, too. Like coming back. That and now Gergensen's too. That means CJ Smith's gonna head back to Rochester. Probably. Smith didn't get enough done to no. excite at any point. Yeah, he was playing on the fourth line at some points, but actually He didn't see, stand out. You notice though that the line of Remy Ellie, Casey Middlestadt, and Jason Palmville were the ones getting fourth line minutes. So yeah. Smith wasn't necessarily on the fourth line. He was with Kyle Poso, he wasn't. who has the contract of someone who's worthy of attention, and with Johan Larson, who has been much better than he has been over the past couple of years. Yeah. So it's not like he was playing with nobody's nobody. I can see the fourth line being Larson, Gergensen, and Oposo. I wouldn't be against the idea of Thompson, Rodriguez, and Sherry. Yeah, I Saboka, Reinhardt, and... Skinner would make sense, and then yeah, you put Middlestat with. If you move Middlestat to the wing, put him with Eichel and Pominville. By the way, oh yeah, and see if him and see if Eichel can get Middlestat going. Mm-hmm. And then if, as long, and then that's assuming. I mean, it was a couple game. It's a couple games where uh, Skinner and Reinhardt look good without Eichel. You just hope that it, something like that can continue. Well, Jeff Skinner is routinely a 25-plus goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Yeah. And that's so. That, and he's and that done right that most there. of his career without the likes of a Jack Eichel. Oh, yeah. Jeff Skinner was generally the best forward in Carolina without an elite playmaker. Like Eric Stahl. I also, Eric Stahl late in his you career might also, Jordan Stahl. I think you could not also. Not really dish masters. You could also say to... Eichel and Skinner just are playing too good to keep, to keep it apart. You got to do something, but you have to do something. You're I five, think, eight, and yeah. three. You're five, eight, and three after the ten game winning streak. Yeah, which means you need to do something. Yeah, these, and that may these... mean breaking up the dynamic duo. Yeah, and that that's might... where the question lies. You know, I wouldn't be against it seeing it Tuesday against New Jersey. And seeing what that does. If yeah. it doesn't work, you could just put them back together during the game. Exactly. But you need to do something. They do have to do something. I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm not against that. I welcome the idea of moving middle set to the wing to do to get him going. Or my even, problem. Or but even my problem. Middle set in between Skinner and Reinhardt. Yeah, middle that that would have been my first thought. Middle set with Skinner Reinhardt. But I'm thinking this. Casey's been a defensive liability a little bit. Not just he's not just been struggling in scoring. In his own end, he's also been a bit of a mess. So give him less responsibility. Give him less responsibility so that he can get some of his game back. Because with one thing, then comes okay. the confidence that you can do the other thing. At the start of the season, my only stat wor- was fine in the defensive zone. My worry about my worry about doing that though is he becomes another Sam Reinhardt, where he's drafted as a center. And he's looked at as being a center, and then he you move him to wing because he's not doing well at center, and you realize he's a winger. 
He's well, not a center in the NHL. Well, then guess what? That's a guy who's almost a point per game this season. If he comes, yeah. if he becomes that, I'm cool. Yeah, that's true. And it, 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 uh, it, then that would then you're talking to you know, what does management see Middlestad as? Do they see him as their future second line center guy? And Joe if and they I do, this... and if but if they do still if they do think that way, they're not going to take him off center. I'm saying that you might need to do it just to get part of his game back, because then the confidence can come. Again, in the beginning of the season, Middlestat was fine defensively. Now he's just a mess. I you think need to, I, th- I feel like you need to, and this goes back to guess, on the whole for the team. As I said, you need to do something. Different. As I said, I'm not against the idea of Middlestat on the wing, especially with Eichel. But my guess is I I would rather just see them keep him at center and put him and I think just I think put him with Skinner and Reinhardt and see what that does first. I think that's the first thing you do. Right. If that doesn't work, then I think you put him at wing. That would I think that's what I would do. Because like I said, I they see him as a center. So why would you take even if even if they're trying to get his confidence back, why would you take him off the position you're grooming him for? Because it can be something that can be processed, slow cooked, or just a it's shot hard in the to arm. be. It's hard to be a good center. I get that. So it's just, you got to grow. He's got to grow into it at some points. Yes, but I. But this year doesn't have to be that year. Well, it yeah, can it, be, it it kind of does. It this year is more. that year, though. This year was it's supposed to be that year, though. They're just overachieved. They just have exceeded the expectations that were set for them. No, their expectation was to be competing for a playoff spot. Well, yeah. And coaches, as much as you know, it's all about the grand scheme of things, coaches are still paid to win hockey games. Yeah. And if Phil Housley can think that moving Casey Middlestat to the wing to wake him up could help him win hockey games... He's going to consider it. I think he's going to consider it, but I, th- I think, I think, I think, ultimately, he's probably going to keep him at center. And I think at to start, he's going to do it. I think he's only going to do it if it just is not working. If it just continues to not work. I just think that that's it's an interesting notion. It is. Like I don't. I would not be against the idea of putting. Middle stat with Reinhardt and Skinner, and give Eichel, I don't know, Thompson Pominville or Thompson Sherry. Thompson Sherry or I love the idea of Thompson with Eichel. Really do. I really like that. I don't know why. Because Thompson, despite not producing as much as he should have, has looked promising over the last five seven games. Yes. Yes. Then you got like Rodriguez, Pominville, um, you know, Apostle Larson, Gergensens, and Saboka. Mm-hmm. You know, Saboka, Rodriguez, Pominville wouldn't be that bad of a third line. There you go. You know, they. I. I still feel like they're gonna. They're gonna do something at the deadline and get a guy that they want. That the guy that they they want to get. Not a rent. I don't. Yeah, I still not don't, a rental. They don't yeah, want. I a rental. still don't think they're gonna do it. Yeah. I know a lot of people are trying to. I know a lot of people are trying to say, 
that they have to do so, like they have to do something and if getting a rental is doing that then do it they're not going to ste- steer away from the plan no there's no way they're going to do it and if they do it's going to be a small move it's not going to be something big yeah at the very they're, at the very most they'll go with the San Jose pick and I, I think at the yeah at the very most yeah that's as of right now that's well yeah right now that would be their the most the least valuable first yep Right now, they're on track with the Leafs from two years ago. You know, the rookie Matthews year. Slide into the playoffs. They're like hover. They're like, they're going down that route right now. But that Leafs team did something that I don't think the Sabres will do. That Leafs team acquired Brian Boyle at the trade deadline. Small move, though. Small move, big price. Wasn't that big. Was it not? They gave up a aging prospect and who was like I think twenty three or twenty four who barely cracked the NHL and a second round pick. Well the Sabres don't have one of those. Right, but the Sabres do have three firsts. Again, if they give up a first, they need to get something more than a Brian Boyle. They're either getting some more than a Brian Boyle or they're getting an- another higher uh, like a second a second pick back. It's like a second round back. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting a rental for like your bottom six and you have to give up a first to do it, you're getting another pick, another high pick back. Or you're getting a good prospect. Again, I think you're right though when you initially said that they will do something, but it's what they want to do. And what they don't want to do is get a rental. Yeah, I do. I do. So therefore it plays back into what your words are. They'll do what they want to do, which yeah. is get a player, a young player that you can command. And getting for at Brian Bowe was something that Toronto wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And th- like I said, I think both, I think the 16 17 Leafs and this year's Sabres are eerily similar. Except that Toronto wasn't a one line team. Right. They had offense that year. Sabres have defense. Sabres have more defense this year. They have so defense that, there's just goals. a little bit opposite. There's just a little bit of the opposite where Toronto ideally would have wanted to add another defenseman, but they added a fourth-line center. I don't think the Sabres are going to add a defenseman and go down go, go like that. I still think they're going to add a forward, but they're going to do something in that route, probably more closer in that route based on what they want to do. They might want to get a 23-year-old uh, guy who has a, who's on his second contract right now mm-hmm. or somewhere in between 23 and maybe even 26 Yeah, and do, do something like that. Exactly. That's what they seem like they want to do is get a younger player who has some experience but isn't on the other side of 30. And been, they would been, be willing to give up a first-round pick for that. I've been looking up some more names. Like what? Like whom? Braden Shen, who's 27, I believe. Which I doubt the Blues will deal with the Sabres again right now. Yeah. But another one that I think really intrigued me, Sean Couturier. Do you really think Philadelphia could part with Couturier? They start to blow things up with the way that they're going right now. Well, then they are lost. And they get exactly what they deserve for having a mascot like Gritty and pumping him up all the time. So give us Couturier. I got my revenge. <laughs> I said that Philadelphia was going to be bad because of Gritty, and I was right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you did. 
I oh, called my, it. Oh, my God. They pumped up some ugly-looking mascot. That was a Muppet that did straight heroin. And I knew they deserved to lose, and they did. And they've done it a lot. Oh, man, it feels good to have that revelation. you give up something for Couturier. I'd give up a lot of things for Couturier. I'd give up my fandom for the Bills. I'd give up NS Weber in a third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Couturier is a guy who would fit. Who, who fit. A young centerman who's defensively responsible and productive in the NHL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good fit, Frank. <laughs> that's a pretty good fit. On what I can assume is a team-friendly contract at the moment? Just over $4 million yeah. for the next All right. three years after this year. Seems like a good fit, doesn't it? Yeah. It smart does. ass. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're the smart ass for saying that. <laughs> of course Sean Couturier. Sean Couturier is a good fit for 31 NHL teams. Philadelphia should be asking for at least a first and a, pro- and a top prospect. If they're that drunk about even dealing him in the first place. Can we just call Shirelli and get Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Ennis Weber in a third? Sure. Because that might actually work. <laughs> a retired player, a guy who's not even on our team, and a third-round pick. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Shirelli might even say that you've got yourself a goddamn deal. <laughs> Here, we'll give you a we'll give you a second round pick too. Because <laughs> knowing Shirelli, he would do something like that. Look, man, I'm pretty sure I can legitimately just dangle the San Jose first and mm, Scott Wilson. <laughs> and for good measure, we'll give you uh, we'll give you Hickey too. A youthful defenseman. I'd offer up, like, Marcus Davidson. I wouldn't first. do that. I wouldn't do that. Because you don't need to with Shirelli. <laughs> Give him stop gaps that help him make the playoffs and keep his job. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> the man <laughs> traded. Here, have Remy Ellie. The man traded for the guy who separated Connor McDavid's shoulder. Yeah, I know. And then admitted that he did it on purpose. I know. I know. And Shirelli literally said that these are stop gaps. He's going on a year-to-year basis for his job. Yep. Get him for what you can. <laughs> Nathan Bull, you for Ryan Nucha Hopkins, one for one. The trade is one for one. You see, it's funny. We can give out these drunk ideas, and they'd actually be half legitimate. (laughs) I know. I think it's way more possible for Bogosian to be that one for one. I was actually about to say that as a joking thing. But I'm not even I, – I don't even want I to trade I wouldn't even B- joke about it. But I actually wouldn't even want to trade Bogosian right now. He's been steady. Yeah, he has. 
is he worth the contract that he was given? No, but we didn't sign him to that. Yeah. But Bogosian's helping steady Rasmus Dahlin on a nightly basis, so I'm cool with it. Does he make one bad pass that ends up in icing literally every game? Yes. That's also the worst that he tends to do. He makes one bad decision with the puck every night, and that's it. So it's, it's seemed, a fun drinking game. Yeah. You see him do that and just go, drink. And there you go, done. So, Frank, hmm. I now know how to deal with the potential New England-Dallas Super Bowl. Hmm. We do a drinking game. You're going to drink? If, it hap- if, it, if New England-Dallas happens, you're drinking. You're going to have a that drink. Might have to, that might actually have to happen anyway. You're gonna, you're gonna, because that would be the only way that I would have to, that I would be willingly dealing with that Super Bowl. So, in case you don't know, uh, Derek has never had a drink in his entire life. No, no, I've had drinks. They just have been rejected by my body and my taste buds. You can blame my idiot. You can blame my idiot friend, not Frank, who is also my idiot friend. (laughs) You can blame one of my idiot friends for making me something that was a watermelon rum and coke. It was as disgusting as it sounds. And just take the watermelon out and you're fine. Again, I didn't make the drink. So I'll get you a drink that you'll like. Okay, anyway, not my point here. <laughs> All right, but we're going to do that. Okay, mini tangent over about the Super Bowl thing in drinking games. The point, the point remains, though. The Sabres need to do something. We don't know what that is yet. Couturier, Nugent, Hopkins make the most sense right now. Well, Nugent Hopkins doesn't make as much sense because Edmonton's in a playoff spot. And trading away your 2C, not smart. I'm saying this for safe. I mean, yeah. I For Edmonton's sake, yes. I'm but joking about Edmonton because Trelly sucks at his job. It's, it's still something that they would do even though they're in a playoff spot. Bears fans wish Cody Parkey was as bad as Peter Shirelli is at his job. Yeah, that's true. That's the way they're talking about him. Yeah. But they don't know bad at your job like Peter Shirelli, who still has a job. Yeah. <laughs> he still has a job. Probably not after this year. No, he might. Darcy Regeer kept his job for years and years and years. Far past what he should have. He got fired eventually. Did he get a first for Paul Gostad? Yes. Never forget. Mm-hmm. But was he, on the whole, a lackluster general manager who was there for far too long? Yes. Though he still got a first for Paul Gostad. Yep. Still did. Shirley's never did something like that. Shirley was the boob on the other side of that kind of a deal. Yep. He traded Taylor Hall. He traded a first and a second for Griffin Reinhardt. Who's Griffin Reinhardt? Exactly. Nice job, by the way. That was a one T <laughs> set up for you. You slammed it home. I would have gone with the ant. Like, if you would have asked that to me instead, I would have gone with Sam Reinhardt's unknown brother. Because those are facts. That is a fact. He is a brother of Sam Reinhardt. He's the youngest but of the Reinhardts. Nobody knows him because he doesn't play in the NHL. Yep. Islander fans might know him Oof. as a bust of a pick. Edmonton fans know him. Because the, they traded a first and a second for him. To be taken in the expansion draft where Vegas fans do not know him. Yeah. Because he he's didn't crack the roster. Because he's not good enough for them. Because he didn't crack the roster. 
It's just made worse because the picks that the Islanders got, they used on Matt Barzell and Anthony Beauvillier. Yep. Matt and, Barzell. Oh, and they also traded for uh, Ryan and, Strom for Jordan Eberle, and oh, that was a mega whiff. Because oh, oh. then they meant to trade Strom for Ryan Spooner, and now they're trying to trade Spooner. And they can't because and they Spooner can't. is useless yeah. in trade value. So he basically traded Jordan Everly for Ryan Spooner. For useless. They traded Jordan Everly for useless. They traded they traded Jordan Everly for an AHL player. Yeah. No amount of cap relief will help you out in that scenario. No. And that is why Connor McDavid literally has to do everything. By the way, did you see that hit yesterday? Mm-hmm. Lindholm? Yeah. Yeah. And a ref standing right in front of it. Yeah. Thinking, oh, he didn't push him in the back into the boards. Nah, we're good. Yeah, let's let's protect our players. I get that it's hard to officiate a game at a high speed. I understand that it's hard to officiate a game. I will. I would never. If someone asked me to be like, "Hey, you want to referee a game for a bunch of bunch of pee wee kids?" I'd be like, "No," because I'm going to make a bad call, and some parent is going to be up my stuff. Because that's what refs do, is they screw things up. That said, that's a pretty cut and dry one. You need to call that. Yeah. There are obvious things that are obvious. And if I was an official, even in a peewee game, and I didn't see something obvious, well, that's on me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not a referee. Because I'm not paid to do this. Because I wasn't trained for years and years on how to do it. I've wrapped a hockey game. It Y'all want to go after Cody Parkey? Go after an official for having Connor McDavid pushed face first into the boards. I've wrapped a hockey game. It sucks. Yeah. And again, when you have a bad day on the job, are you allowed to be criticized? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey's hit six posts this season. That is terrible. That's just such bad luck. Yes, but it's also not good. It's also, it's also not good, but it's still bad luck. It's pinpoint accuracy when you don't want the pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. So are you allowed to make fun of him? Has yes. that ever happened to, like, one player in a season? Dude, he hit, I think he hit two in one game. He had, like, four in one game. That's right. He hit four in one game against Detroit. Yeah. He had four pingers. Like, has that ever happened? I don't even think that's happened in a hockey game. One player hitting four posts? I'm sure it has. One player hitting four posts I'm in one sure game? I'm sure it has. Well, we wouldn't know because it's not a recorded stat. Yeah. But guess what? Same thing for Cody Parkey. Hitting four posts in one game is not a recorded stat. But <laughs> yeah. everyone knows about it because he hit four posts. Yeah. That's why I think that it hasn't happened because someone, someone would be able to bring up if someone hit four posts in one game in a hockey game. But you think go, about it. You got to go really far back. I know. But I'm saying think about oh, it. Oh, no. I, I, I That would be legendarily you. unlucky. I believe you. But what does it say at the end of the day? That he had no goals. From those, four shots. Eagles, yeah. from those four-shot attempts. Yeah. So they're not even on goal. Yeah. What they does Cody Parkey's stat goal. line say in that game? That he won 0 for 4 on those kicks. Yeah. That they were missed. So are you allowed to be made fun of? Yes. I'm going to make fun of the refs for missing that hit. I, yeah. can, I can make fun of Cody Parkey for having four dingers in one game. Yeah. I won't take it that. I won't take it farther than that. No. Why? Because I expect when I'm bad at my job that you make fun of me. But if you want to threaten me, well, okay, dog, let's go. All right. Before we end, 
before we end the podcast today. One more thing before you do the before the ending thing. Okay. Just a little bit of news. Can Clemson beat the evil empire? I say yes. Trevor Lawrence has to have a monster game. Well, Deshaun Watson did it. Watson did do it. Watson did it twice. He won one, one and one there. Yep. So even if Lawrence has a monster game, it could actually falter. Because they actually have a quarterback. Yeah. Watson didn't have to deal with Alabama having a quarterback. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. I think Clemson can do it because they showed that they are just as good. And these teams are facing each other yet again. Yeah. This is like the fourth straight year. So is Clemson also an evil umpire if they win again tonight? Because then there would be two championships in the last four years for each of those teams. Yeah, but look at uh, Alabama's only Is it a monopoly if it's just Alabama and Clemson every year? Does college football matter anymore? No. It does, Frank, for the draft. I know it does. It does for the draft, yes. But I think they're they're the next closest to being an evil empire because look at the NFL, too, with the Patriots. They're the evil empire of the NFL, just as Alabama's evil empire college football. Alabama's more spotless than New England is. Oh, yeah, but... Because there's at least free agency and money that dictates where players can go. But. Whereas with recruiting, you just get all the best guys and Saban just flashes all them rings and goes, want one? Yeah. But they always, but both teams always win. That's what I'm going at. Clemson's, I think it's heading towards that next as being that next. But they would only get there. If Alabama is no longer, do we the blow up college football if it's Alabama and Clemson over the next two years? Do we just end it, start over? Can we do that with the NBA, with Golden State? Yeah, yeah, they're the evil umpire of the NBA. Yep. Alabama's breaking college football the way that Golden State has broken the NBA. Yep. The only difference is those players don't get paid to do it. Yep. There's no Kevin Durant leaving like a snake in free agency. There is transfers, though. Nobody transfers to Alabama, Frank. That's true. I mean, because their depth chart is set. Yeah. And actually, speaking of that, too, Tyree Jackson declared for the draft. Tyree Jackson declared after he was almost going to transfer. He was looking into the transfer (sighs) portal, but the man decided, I've graduated. Um, He didn't see anything that he necessarily liked and will take his chances in the NFL. I think the rumor was he was going to transfer to Miami. And then. Now, but now he's going to the NFL. Yeah, and Miami's looking for a new coach, so yeah, back out. Mm-hmm. And that makes enough sense, actually. So at least so now when we do the draft process, we can at least see how he's going. Yeah, Tyree Jackson. Anthony Johnson, I think, is going in the draft too. Is he? Yes, is, he's a senior. So that's why. Yep, that's he's actually right. going to the Senior Bowl, which is nice. That's awesome for him. Um, I'm really happy for him. So we're gonna definitely talk to our guys that yeah. go down there. To so Mobile. now we can at least follow both those guys as the draft process goes along. Yes, you know what that means, though. We're going to have to dial up our dog, Mark Schofield. Oh, yeah. Bless the reins in Africa. Bless them. UB basketball, men's basketball, up to 19 now. Oh, they moved up another one spot? One spot. God, penalize a mid-major for losing to a ranked team, and now you have to slow climb your way back to where you were. I mean, at least they didn't, like, unrank them after that loss. I know, but they put them at 21 at the time. They're, it's fine. I'm just saying it's annoying. I punish a mid-major. Of course. Well, just, okay. My, that uh, that last other piece of news I had, uh, 
the Chargers did something today. Activated Hunter Henry. Stephen A. Smith was right eventually. Yep. (laughs) But, I mean, to be fair, good for Hunter. Good for the Chargers. Good for the Chargers. Yeah, that's huge for them. Because everyone was saying Henry can make it back for the playoffs. Yep. Had they lost that game. Nope. Well, sorry, Hunter. And they were able to do it. We blew a tire in the wild card round. Yep. So. How sucky would that be? Sorry, Hunter, we blew it in the wild card round right as you were coming back from your injury and we were going to be able to put you on the roster. Whoops. Yeah. Well, hopefully Hunter Henry can show up against the Patriots, who I picked to try to jinx because I went one and three. Yep. Now they don't have to solely rely on Antonio Gates. Or anybody else on that roster. True. All right. In the tight end spot, at least. All right. I think we're done here. Yeah. So, what's your thing? Making a little more little changes to the podcast now. Changes. We're no longer going to do Fridays. No, we are not. We're going to do Thursdays. We're doing Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. Yes. For your listening pleasure or your listening torment, however you take us. Sure. With a grain of salt. Or with a wobbly pop. Yeah. Or just a pop. Or a regular pop. I had some pop. You did. Pop's delicious. Pop is delicious. I should stop drinking so much of it. No. <laughs> Frank, encouraging me to be unhealthy. Look yes. at him. What a good friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here drinking water. <laughs> I didn't get a pop. I'm gonna, if I want to one. I'm going to pop Frank. Okay. Thank you for listening to Leftovers Podcast here on WGR550.com, on demand, radio.com app. No matter how you listen, we appreciate you. Podcasts are on iTunes as well. Yep. As all WGR podcasts are. And shows. And everything. Thank you for listening. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And we'll catch you guys Thursday. And stuff. <laughs>